It's often a bit mystifying how brands magically go viral overnight. Sometimes they make it big, and other times they crash and burn. Is the road to brand fame and a bump to the bottom line worth the risk? I'm Alexis. And I'm Melissa. And we're just a little obsessed with these marketing moments. So join us as we break down the craziest brand stunts, from how the idea sparked to how the heck they pulled it off. Or didn't, and of course, will it stick? Hey, Melissa. Hi, Alexis. Am I a little stinky? You, yeah, I I mean, I wasn't going to say anything, <laughs> but I came over to her house to record. It's actually like 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Thursday, which is kind of weird for us. We're like morning recorders. Yeah. But it's vacay season, so we're trying to get some in before we go out of town. And you're wearing workout clothes. I'm dressed up fancy today. And did you shower today? No, I didn't. <laughs> I was told that I had to bike to school to pick up Caden because it was his last day and he's been biking all week, but Wes couldn't go get him. So yeah, one o'clock in the afternoon, biking on the canal is fabulous. In Phoenix. In Phoenix. In case you didn't watch the news this morning. Yeah, it's hitting over 100 this week. Yeah, so biked to school and the best part is Wes crashed and burned on his phone trying to film Caden today. On his phone? Well, on his bike. He was on his bike trying to film Caden and he was clipped in and he flew over the handlebars and Caden said he like almost he was like sliding down the canal. Ew. Like almost I went in the hate canal. To go into the canal. That's the most disgusting water. Oh yeah. On my way to school, there were people shaving their legs and bathing. So I had to call the Phoenix PD and was like, (laughs) I don't think shaving cream and and that's not very sanitary. Like that's not good. Yeah. So let's avoid the canal. No falling in it. Well, I almost fell in because on the way back, I had to multitask being on a conference call as I was biking. And you know, that's just what... You're not like the best multitasker. I'm... To be honest. (laughs) I mean... You're so good at so many things. I mean, multitasking, but not like... (laughs) Walking and talking. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. Like things that require physical. coordination yeah. <laughs> and thinking at the same time, like not your jam. <laughs> so yeah. But you know, you got to do what you got to do. You got to be a mom, be on a bike. And, and you better put be some makeup on for our new business meeting after this. Oh yeah. We'll do that. <laughs> Don't worry. Okay. Dude, you just make shit happen. <laughs> That's the way true. it goes. You do. Well, Okay. We are going to talk today about some cool campaigns. Are you ready? I'm ready. So I think we've already established, because we covered Taco Bell, that you aren't much of a fast food eater, but I want to say, I just brought you Raising Cane's and you ate it. You really had to tell people that? <laughs> I did. I did. That's like a, I never do that, but I have to say they were really good. They're so good. I know. Chicken fingers. You cannot go wrong with chicken fingers. I was going to say, chicken fingers at Raising Cane's, you can't really go wrong, no. but yeah. But aside from food. that, you're not a fast food eater, no. correct? Correct. Okay. So I need you to humor me despite that for a second. I'm going to name a few slogans, and I want you to guess which fast food chain these are from. Okay? Okay. The only hint you get is they're all from the same chain. Okay? Okay. Who has the best darn burgers? Okay. Mo Beef Better Taste. Like Mo. Okay. (laughs) And Where's Herb? Herb or herb? <laughs> well, it's H-E-R-B, so you just decide how you want to say it. That would be a horrible name. Um, <laughs> Any of those sound familiar to you? Like, do you, do you know which fast food chain I'm talking about? No, it's not In-N-Out. It's not 
McDonald's because everything's about Ronald McDonald over there. <laughs> uh, well, let me give you one more hint, okay? I have a little hat for you to put on. Oh, lovely. It's a Burger King crown. Lovely. My, my <laughs> is head it too is small? not that Here's small. Here's a bigger one. <laughs> I'll wear one That's too. for like a child. I'll wear it on top of my head. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's focus now on the king of them all, okay? All right. The one and only Burger King. Burger King was established in 1953 in Jacksonville, Florida. And actually, their story began with this guy named Keith J. Kramer and Keith's wife's uncle, Matthew Burns. And they were inspired by the success of the McDonald's franchises like all over California. They actually built a stove called the Insta Broiler where their burgers were cooked. And that was their like one big differentiator because Mickey D's did not have the flame broiled like claim to fame, okay? Yeah. So there actually has been some controversy about flame broiled burgers in recent years. I don't know if you've heard this. No. But some people think there is a link to cancer. With from the cartridges, yeah. Broiled meat. I had never heard of that before. But I mean, doesn't everything kind of claim to maybe cause cancer these days? Or Probably you. podcasting yeah. causes cancer. I mean, I bet this the waves going it's through our up. head. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm not trying to make light of cancer, just to no. be clear. I'm just like, it does seem like there's a risk in everything we do. Just live your um, life. Yeah, but research showed that there's really a slim chance that you can get cancer from flame broiled meat. So keep eating those BK Whoppers, y'all. And the news of that didn't stop millions of people from all over the world, like from consuming their burgers. I mean, Burger King did $1.6 billion in revenue in 2020, and that was in the midst of a global pandemic, and that was a decline in sales for them. Wow. I mean, that's a lot of burgers. It's a lot of burgers. So what's their secret to success? What does it all boil down to, Alexis? Flame broil. No. Marketing. Marketing. That is their secret. All because right. let's be honest, they all kind of taste the same. I mean, I don't eat them, so I don't. I would not know. Yeah, I mean, someone who's a crazy BK lover might come after me on Instagram about this, but I just think all fast food is kind of equal, in my opinion. So, like, the marketing is where they, it really stands out. Yeah, you know. And Burger King has pulled off some crazy marketing stunts over the years, but let's start with the one thing that we all remember: the slogan, right? The slogan, the jingle. I mean, Burger King should be renamed the Slogan King because they've had so many freaking slogans since its inception. It's almost ludicrous. Really? Okay? Yes. And I hadn't even realized it until diving in here. So I want to go over a few. Okay. okay. Are you going to sing them or what are you I'm doing? not going to sing them. I mean, we'll see if the inspiration okay, if you hits. Get, okay. You feel it. So the OG one was Home of the Whopper. That was in like the 50s and 60s. Okay. Kind of okay, boring, boring, but we know that one. Have it your way. That actually started in 79, and it's still going today. I was going to say, it's still going. I know. That's a pretty – that's a very sustainable tagline. They also tried to do it, have it your way right away at Burger King now, which seems a little redundant. Mm -hmm. That was like a short stint in the 90s, like for one year. Okay? Yeah. Then, who has the best darn burgers? That was 1978. You can tell the short-lived ones, like, they didn't – They don't really last. They didn't really last because they weren't that good. Then there was (laughs) – Mo Beef, Better Taste with Mr. T, the spokesperson of the one-third pound Whopper. Oh, nice. I love Mr. T. Mm-hmm. And then there was one that I had to dig in to understand a little bit. It was Where's Herb in 1986. And I was like, who's Herb and why do we care where he is? <laughs> and so I Googled it and it actually was a television commercial that featured a fictional character named Herb. Is it Herb or Herb? Herb. 
Okay. Like the name is the same as the actual like way you pronounce the spice? Oh, maybe not. That's what I don't know. Herb. Herb. His name is Herb. We don't know much about Herb, only what his friends tell us. So where's Herb? And this guy, Herb, was described as never having eaten a Burger King burger in his life. Can you imagine? Because he was an, an so, herb. He was an, <laughs> so they called on fans to visit their local Burger King in the hope of finding Herb and winning a $5,000 prize. Wow. The campaign also included a I'm Not Herb promotion in which customers could get a discounted Whopper by including that phrase like when they were ordering their Whoppers. Like, I'm not Herb. So funny because, you know, the other night when we brainstormed all those campaigns and we presented to our team, they kept, like, we thought that some of them we just were dying over, right? And a lot of them they took to and were cracking up. But when we got into some, like, what were you, like, what were you drinking? Like, because sometimes we just think we're funny. Like, Herb. Herb. What were these people thinking? It was weird. I mean, the whole promotion confused people, actually. And because, like, they didn't really know what Herb looked like because it was, like, an undercover character. So they were, like, trying to find him to win money. But, it wasn't like, like Jared with Subway where he was, like, front and center. No, it was <laughs> not. So by the time, like, they actually revealed his appearance, many people had already lost total interest in the campaign. So it was, like, a total bust. <laughs> and it actually was designed by an agency called the J. Walter Thompson Firm. Okay. And BK paid this firm $40 million, and they never used the firm again because clearly – Herb. It was not Herb good, yeah. It was not. So that campaign was a flop. Another tagline was, eat like a man, man, in 2006 through 2008. And, you know, it, it's a little sexist. It's a little funny. But, like, it's also thinking back, we just covered Snickers recently. And, like, that same era was all about manliness. Yeah. Like, there was, like, that 07 commercial for Snickers that we were like, what the fuck? With the Vikings and all those yeah. weirdos. So, like, what was up in 2007 with, like, manliness and advertising? And, but in Old Spice was be the man that your man, man was. But that was 2010. And it was, like, a little less sexist. It was, I mean, I guess you could look at it either way. It's, yeah. Oh. So interesting. Um, another one in 05 and 07 was stack it high, tough guy. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> um and then in 1989, it was at Burger King, you not only get change, you get change. Well, yeah, think about that for a minute. <laughs> it was promoting the 99-cent burger. It was very confusing. So you got one cent of change? You not only get change, you get change, okay? The Burger King and I, that was a pun on the King and I in 1978. The best food for fast times. That was obviously a reference to fast times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. Okay, we think. That was 87, 88. And then, of course, the new slogan these days is be your way, which is supposed to intrigue millennials who, like, everything is about, like, Them. be you, be yourself, be your best self, you know. So that's yeah, – that's Those are the slogans. I'm sticking to them, okay? Okay. And last but not least, eat like a king, not like a clown. And that was in 06, and that was in reference to Ronald McDonald of McDonald's. Of course. Oh, nice. Um, I mean, it's no secret that Burger King, like, loves to throw some shade at their biggest competitor, McDonald's. Mickey D's, in other words. Actually, people in Canada call it McDicks. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So. I'm going to start calling it that. McDicks. Oh, actually, I probably shouldn't because, you know, my kids are on the penis bandwagon right now and all they talk about and it's really disturbing. So, yeah. no. Ma- for please you. don't say McDicks okay. in front of my kids. <laughs> 
So now let's get into the real fun. I want to showcase a few of the crazy campaigns that Burger King has done throughout the years. So this first campaign is Come as a Clown, Eat Like a King. And it's pretty savage. I mean, it most definitely scared the hell out of small children, for sure. It was in 2019, and it was called the Dress Like a Creepy Clown for a Free Whopper, okay? So they aired a commercial. This was November 15th, 2018, and Burger King launched their Scary Clown Night campaign with the ad agency Lola Mullen Lowe out of Madrid. And this campaign was a sensation across the globe, trolling McDonald's mascot, Ronald McDonald the Clown. Have you heard Burger King's latest offer? Have you heard about this? No. No. In its new Halloween commercial, Burger King is poking some fun at the face of McDonald's. The fast food chain celebrating October 31st with an event called Scary Clown Night. The chain says it's giving out free Whoppers on Halloween for customers who come dress up as a clown. Come as a clown, eat like a king. So this single campaign was named one of the most popular and successful campaigns by Burger King, like, ever. Wow. Okay? Basically, all over the world, well, in 35 countries, but that's still, like, a big spread of countries, right? People were invited to come as a clown and eat like a king. And Burger King would give away a free Whopper to anyone that came to its restaurant dressed as a clown on Halloween night. Oh my gosh, how creepy. (laughs) The campaign leveraged Halloween and the release of the popular horror movie It as an opportunity to troll McDonald's iconic clown and push consumer engagement with the Burger King brand. And like, the ad is freaking disturbing, okay? It is like a jacked up Ronald McDonald. Like, this dude looks like he is going to come murder you while you're sleeping. And they had TV ads that would show this, like, it had this one guy just like riding his bike and he was being chased at in night by like creepy ass clowns. It was just- So they weren't targeting kids apparently. I mean, no. No. Absolutely not. I'm sure kids thought because it was a commercial, it was in print ads, it was all over online. It was creepy, especially if you have a clown complex. Gosh. Which a lot of people actually do. Or a clown obsession like Dana. Yeah. Like we have a girl in our office who just collects- Clowns that are creepy, and they're a hit at my Halloween party. Oh, my gosh. The campaign was really a stunt, mainly executed organically. It used Burger King's owned channels and got the media's attention because of, like, the straight-up weirdness of the whole thing. Hashtag Scary Clown Night was mentioned in more than 1,100 articles in 40 countries, reaching 2.1 billion earned impressions and a total media value of $22 million. Wow. Crazy. And the goal was really to raise Burger King's profile and, like, drive traffic to the restaurants. And holy cow, did it do that. This one little stunt proved to be a total whopper of a sales success. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Okay, had to do it. On Halloween night alone, sales increased at Burger King stores by 15%. And I wonder, do you have any stats on how much McDonald's actually decreased or if there was any negative sentiment towards them? I do not. But there's always this crazy banter between the two. So I think customers are used to it. I don't know if it would deter McDonald's customers, but for sure, I mean, this was a fun stunt for for them to get new people and existing customers like play with the brand. And I mean, again, I'm not a fast food person, but I I would imagine you're either McDonald's or Burger King. I don't know. Maybe, because I'm not really either. When I was little, 
we would eat more fast food as a family. And like it was kind of whatever was convenient. Okay. Like I always wanted McDonald's because I feel like the toys were better. I feel like that's all kids want McDonald's for. It's like they eat two bites of the burger and I eat the fries and I get mad because. Totally. (gasps) Okay. So number two, the king of stream. So this crazy stunt dates back to a year we all can't wait to forget. Oh, great. 2020. 2020. Yep. In February of last year, Burger King partnered with ad agency Ogilvy to take advantage of a hot social video streaming platform for video gamers. And take advantage they did. They really pissed off the gaming crowd with this one. Wow. Yeah. So do you know what Twitch is? I do. Yeah. We're running a bunch of campaigns for Binland on there. Yeah. So it's like YouTube for video gamers, basically. It's a social platform that has totally come to dominate the online game streaming industry. And the site has really created these like streaming celebrities, some of whom earn hundreds of thousands of dollars a year for streaming their video gaming habit. Yeah, and some of them are kids. Oh, yeah. Like, there's, isn't Madison Obsessed one of, there's a girl that Caden follows. Yeah. And she makes over 10 million a year just doing, you know, recording and talking during when she's playing these video games. Yeah, Leah Ash. She's, I mean, my kids are obsessed with her. But now I actually listened to an interview with her and she's creating all these alternate, like, she's young and now she's using that money to create a makeup line and all these things to just catapult her empire. Yeah, no, she's so smart. But and just from playing video games. I know, it's Which crazy. our parents ingrained in us were bad. I know. Well, now we have to be careful because there's a weird balance you got to strike between letting your kids be kids and play and learn and like maybe create a business out of it. And also like you want them playing outside and it's hard to manage this like screen time obsession we have as parents. It's actually very challenging. So gamers basically, you know, who are talented and experienced playing certain video games will broadcast themselves, like we said, and they allow other players to subscribe to their channels and watch their live game broadcasts in action. And viewers are enticed to watch these live game streams by earning in-game rewards, and they participate in like a chat feature, which allows the viewer to chat with the streamer and other viewers. And of course, there's a donation component That's part of the way that these streamers make money. And actually, this has become like a widely recognized way for them to get paid, you know? What did Burger King do to make these gamers so angry? They must have interrupted their game or their rewards or something they got. Yeah. So basically, Ogilvy created a bot that would automatically donate $5 to several popular Twitch streamers. And on the surface, this may not seem like a major issue, right? No. But its purpose was one that the gamers found insulting. You know, it's common practice for Twitch users to make donations to their fave gamers, and then that fan message that, like, they leave is read out loud by, like, a bot. Okay. So in return for the donation that Burger King made, the donor bot would read out a message that advertised Burger King and some of the fast food chain's latest deals. So one of the messages highlighted... I have, I have donated, donated five, five bucks, bucks so I can say that on the Burger King app you can get a Whopper, a small French fries, and small drink for five dollars. Listen, are you going to sponsor me or not? Thanks for the five. Okay, actually, that's brilliant. I know it pissed them off, but that's so creative. It is creative. I agree. It was super brilliant to think about how they can get in without like a true major sponsorship, but you understand why it pissed people off. Well, and again, they're just, they're not waiting for people to come to Burger King. They are finding these audiences in their unique habitats 
and just going in totally. like incognito. Yeah, well, I 100% agree with you. And on the flip side, you know, the gamers felt that Burger King was totally taking advantage of the Twitch streamers. And the complaints rolled in. And, of course, people took to social media to complain about it. But they were donating money to them, right? Yeah, but here's what – it wasn't enough. That's okay. the point. Like, basically, the gamers felt they were – Burger King was not actually valuing what they could bring to the table. So many felt that Burger King could have gone through, like, the proper channels and developed a true partnership with Twitch streamers to get their promotional messages out. Like, not in that shady backdoor way that's meant to, like, allow true fans to communicate and leave messages for, like, low amounts of money, right? Like, they're, they, they think that – this big brand should have gone in and hand-selected their big target gamers and basically paid them as influencers and then developed some way to work that way. Which, you know, most people do, but they yeah. they No, work. and it was super creative, but, but didn't work. definitely, you know, made a lot of people angry and got a, a ton of negative press. So I actually don't have any positive stats for this one because I think Burger King just was like, we got to like can this one, yeah. you know? Didn't go as planned. So not the best work, but creative, very creative idea. Okay, number three, Whopper Severance. So this next one totally switches gears on the target audience that Burger King went after. This one was in August 2017 when Burger King actually took to LinkedIn to connect with the platform's many users. So clearly, this is a huge departure from that, like, Twitch audience, right? Yeah. I mean, an audience of young video gamers to an audience of professionals, I mean, that's a very different category. And on LinkedIn, essentially one out of every three U.S. adults between the ages of 30 and 49 utilize it. Wow. So, and 45% of LinkedIn users earn over 75 grand a year. So it's like definitely a higher caliber of an audience. Yeah. So we know Burger King does a lot of trolling and there may actually have to be an episode on fast food chains Twitter trolling each other because, I mean, they crush it. It is so funny. But with this campaign, they tried to prove that they not only trolled, they could also be compassionate too, okay? In the summer of 2017, Burger King offered a Whopper severance to people on LinkedIn who were willing to publicly confess on LinkedIn that they had been fired. Okay. Crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, basically to earn your Whopper, you had to hop on LinkedIn and post the following public message. I got fired. I want a free Whopper. Hashtag Whopper severance. So the people who posted that would then receive like a personalized link to get registered and receive a Whopper severance package in the mail. And it would be complete with like all this cute stuff and a Burger King like restaurant gift card. Okay? Cool. Totally bold move. But many professionals on LinkedIn like use this service as a digital resume where like you showcase your best work and like you put your best face forward to get hired for the best job, right? It's typically not a contest platform. No, but like also is admitting you were fired from a job publicly all in the name of a $3 Whopper. Worth it? Really worth it? I questioned that, but apparently it was (laughs) because the stunt earned 1.4 billion impressions and all of the 2,500 available severance Whopper sandwiches were gone in one day. (laughs) So in 24 hours... All of those people, 2,500 of them, posted on LinkedIn that they had been fired and they want a free freaking Whopper. I wonder how many people actually were fired. I know. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably – they probably posted it and then deleted it right after. So the campaign lived online and had some supporting advertising through select out-of-home placements in New York City's Times Square and then in, like, newspapers and radio. And, I mean, when it comes down to it, 
Burger King like really understands how to hone in on niche social media communities to grab their attention and earn their business. I mean, it was weird, but it worked. And it got a ton of media coverage. That's really, I think, why they did it more than just the 2,500 emails. But I love they how they just think outside the box and, again, go to a different platform to do these things. Totally, yeah. Okay, last one. The Whopper Detour campaign. Okay. So you are very familiar with geofencing technology. Correct. We love it. Do you want to explain it. it to the people? Yeah. So it's kind of creepy, but we can actually put a geofence around a business or a location. Like a virtual fence. Like a virtual fence. And we can say anytime someone crosses this virtual fence and we're targeting their mobile device, deliver them an ad mm-hmm. yep. or, or something. something. So everyone has a smartphone, you know, and with geofencing, marketers, like Lex said, can target potential customers with advertising within a certain distance of that business. So Burger King capitalized on this in 2018 with the Whopper Detour campaign. And this campaign was a unique way to promote the new and improved BK app while also doing what Burger King loves best, trolling McDonald's. So basically this promotion unlocked whenever users would come within 600 feet of a McDonald's restaurant. Oh my God. Isn't that so smart? And they did this at 14,000 McDonald's locations in the U.S. for nine days. Wow. So basically, all McDonald's customers would get targeted and prompted to download the BK app, and they would be awarded a free Whopper. And why was this such a great idea? Because they did McDonald's have an app? I mean, McDonald's probably has an app, but Burger King's global chief marketing officer, Fernando Machado, told the media, it's not easy to get people to download mobile apps for fast food chains, especially burger chains. Like, he said that just... Many times, even giving away free food doesn't work. Like, it's just not something people think they need an app for. It's already relatively convenient. Yeah. Right? Which is crazy because I am obsessed with the Chick fil A app. Yeah. Yeah. They now, because they're so close, deliver personally here. That's awesome. Yeah. And in those nine days, Burger King's app was downloaded more than 1.5 million times, and they saw a 300% increase in mobile order value. Wow. (laughs) That's insanity. So all in all, Burger King gained 6 million loyal BK app users through this campaign. And I'm not sure how they came up with this number, but they predict that $15 million is the expected yearly spend by customers who took part in the Whopper detour campaign specifically. That is crazy. So the people who downloaded the app through that campaign spend a total of $15 million a year on On Burger Burger King. Wow. Yeah. So what do you think? I mean, Burger King is truly the king of stunts. Yeah. And they've done so many crazy things. And I think they always fall a little bit short of McDonald's in like from a sales perspective. But it seems like they do cooler stuff. They do. You know? I would be interested because, again, I'm not a fast food consumer, so I don't really pay attention to a lot of that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think the stunts are awesome. I do see, I think Jack in the Box has done a big blitz. So maybe we'll have to cover Jack in the Box because they spend a ton of money on TV too. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think huge success. And it's interesting because I think fast food chains have to do this crazy stuff to really stand out because it's such a commoditized business, right? Like there's so many options you can like, on any corner you can find three competitors of basically like the same option of fast food. And even now, think about all the healthy options that are Mm -hmm. coming out. So they have to try even harder to compete 
over. So I didn't even think about that. You're right. And things like that. Yeah. In most markets, like at least the markets, you know, we live in Phoenix and then California is so close. Like then the West Coast, it definitely becomes more of a health focused fast food craze. Yeah. Right now. Do you know when I lived in San Luis Obispo, there was fast food, but no drive through? Huh. Because they didn't want to pollute the air. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense for California. I know. But yeah, interesting. No drive throughs? So let's talk about our sources. I read the Business Insider article from 2017 titled, Burger King is once again trolling McDonald's with a cheeky clown-themed Halloween marketing push. I also loved the BBC article from 2020 titled, Twitch, the streamers furious at Burger King. And of course, Adweek had a great article about the Whopper severance from 2017. And then Wikipedia had so much great info on Burger King and like their history and all of the slogans and ad campaigns they've done. So that was a fun one. Okay, well, that's a wrap. Thanks everyone for listening. And if you enjoyed what you heard, follow us or subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and come back next week for another cool one. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.